Oh, I'm hyped. Look at that intro. Big shout out to our producer, KJ Kenny, for getting this set up for us. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Carousel, the number one podcast for all the latest news, scoop, rumors, uh, and everything else uh, that has to do with the college basketball coaching carousel. Uh, I'm Adam Gordon, along with Brian Burton of All Access Network. Um, and before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Lucio Sports. Uh, Lucio Sports integrates everything you do with your athletes, with your coaching staff, and puts it together in their suite of apps uh, that's available on the App Store. If you sign up for Rising Coaches today at risingcoaches.com, you'll get a free license to all of their apps, uh, which allows you to do everything from uh, virtual playbooks, animations, uh, and much, much more. So check out our friends at luciosports.com. And let's get into it. Before we get started, uh, I do want to make sure everyone understands, you know, our intent and mission behind yeah. this podcast. We're not here to celebrate people getting fired. Um, we're not going to be predicting who's going to get fired. Uh, we're simply here to talk about the jobs that are currently open. We're not doing any yeah. kind of hot seat. Yeah, no. And if you're in this business long enough, uh, you're probably going to ha- experience getting fired. So not in a, not a great experience to, to go through. So um, definitely want to be here to provide some positive information and just kind of share um, to scoop of what's out there. So you don't have to necessarily be in the who's who to always know what's going on. Yeah. We want this to be interactive. So please uh, comment on social media, um, shoot us a DM, or you can text us anonymously at the number below 662-418-9031 with any scoop or info that you know that uh, maybe you want to put out there, but you don't want your name associated with it. Um, and then finally, why, why, why us? Why is it me and, and Brian on here talking about all this? We don't have all the answers. We're not the most connected no. fans in the world. We just don't coach anymore. So, so we really, we really don't give a fuck. So <laughs> we're able to talk freely and, and, you know, just speak openly. So, uh, Brian, let's get into it, man. Start us off. Yeah, and at 12.15, we'll be bringing in Kevin Sweeney from College Basketball Central and Sports Illustrated. Uh, He'll be talking about Penn State, Northern Illinois, and Fordham. So, uh, yeah, we'll just start out with Boston College. Uh, Jim Christian is no longer the head coach. Um, A job that's looked at as maybe the 15th best job within that league, if I'm not mistaken, based on the uh, stadium chain of command that they came out with. So, not necessarily a – top-rated job was in that league, but it's a BCS job, and you can win there. Al Skinner was the last person to win there. He was there 13 seasons, seven NCAAs, uh, one NIT, had a great run uh, that he went on. So uh, Mark Smith's a name. Dennis Gates is a name. James Jones are a few of the names that are mentioned. Mark Smith just won a uh, championship at St. Bonaventure, has done an incredible job there. Uh, Two NCAAs in 14 years, one NIT. Dennis Gates, back-to-back coach of the year in the Horizon. Um, he had just won the league co-championship at the Horizon this year. Uh, and then James Jones, uh, Yale, 22 years. Uh, Yale's winning his coach ever. Those are three of the names that have been mentioned. Um, I'll let Adam kind of talk about some of the others. Yeah, and all three of those guys are great candidates. And and uh, I've certainly heard those guys, you know, names swirling around as well. I think they're getting ready to start interviews here shortly in the next week or two. Um, another guy that you know has ties to Pat Kraft, the AD at Boston College, is Porter Moser. Obviously, he's done a great job at Loyola over his last ten years, and especially the last four years, starting with their Final Four run, and um, you know, set to win the league again. It always helps when you have that great season, and you're like 
in the year you're trying to make a move. Not that he's trying right. to make a move, but um, he's certainly a hot name again because of their success this season. Another guy you got to look at, you got to look at Bill Cohen in Northeastern. Yep. Um, you know, he was obviously there with Al Skinner for all the success that they had. Uh, moved on to Northeastern. He's been there 15 years now, which is crazy. Uh, I'm getting old. Time flies. <laughs> but he's done a great job. They're always contenders in the CAA. Uh, he's been to two NCAA tournaments, four regular season titles. So, you know, another guy that would is a proven winner and, and uh, you know, has won there specifically. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, a couple other names, uh, Kevin Willard's a name that kind of gets mentioned from Seton Hall with what he's done there. I don't know if this is the fit for him to leave Seton Hall. Um, he's had so much success there, five straight NCAAs, 11 seasons. Um, but he's always uh, definitely a name to mention. But Howard Isley's kind of a maybe a dark horse name. He played there, probably the best pro, uh, arguably, that played at Boston College. Uh, assistant at Michigan, they're having an incredible season. Um, so, you know, bringing one of your own back home, like Jawan Howard got to go back to Michigan. Uh, maybe that's the storybook story to uh, kind of get them going again in the ACC. Yeah, great stuff. Um, again, feel, please feel free to drop in comments, text us anonymously with any names that you've heard. We'll try to share uh, stuff that's appropriate. Um, and, and the next job we'll get into is Albany. I got, I got, I got one. Oh, I got one, two, I got two more. I heard on uh, on um, Boston College, kind of oh, outliers. Yeah. So John Beeline is always the name that's thrown around. Uh, yeah. It was really successful. Don't know if that's the job he'll come back to college basketball in. And then uh, associate head coach at Baylor, Jerome Tang's name has been mentioned uh, as well, which is kind of recent. Um, I don't know if it's just because they've had enormous success. It's not necessarily a recruiting connection thing, but because the schools are private schools, uh, they kind of built Baylor from, I mean, just the, as low as you could possibly be at the high major level to being uh, number one in the in the country, so he's been a part of that. He was voted recently number one. Uh, so, uh, excuse me, assistant in that conference. Uh, everyone knows it's his time to probably get one of these jobs. Uh, but Boston College, you know, his name has been mentioned. So, credit to Jerome Chang for getting in that conversation. Yeah, for sure. And, and John Beeline's one. You'll probably hear his name for every right now <laughs> that's open this year. Um, no doubt. Although Boston College kind of seems like it might make sense. You know, it's not. Like you said, it's not, you know, an ACC powerhouse, but it is a very high academic school right? Um, where I could see him being able to, you know, he, he's always been known for high IQ teams and you yep. know, not that that always plays hand in hand with high academic, but there is right. that high in there as well. Right. The skill level and the IQ, the way that he coaches would be good. And, and then going back to Jerome Tang, I think he's one of those guys that can recruit anywhere, can recruit national. He's been at a private school. So, yeah, those could be some uh, outside outlier fits. Absolutely. Okay, staying in the Northeast, we're going to talk a little bit about Albany from the America East Conference. This is a, a head scratcher for me. I mean, Will Brown yeah. did a heck of a job there. Uh, now, I know he was there 20 years, and sometimes you can just be at a place too long, and I think that's what happened here. But he went to yeah. five NCAA tournaments at Albany. Right. Uh, I think there's going to be a case of like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. But Brian, who have you heard for this one? Yeah. So um, uh, one of these jobs is actually regarded as a, a top job in the league. You know, one of the top three or so jobs uh, looked at. Uh, Desmond Oliver's name has been mentioned from Tennessee, uh, has some ties to that area, has been in a lot of jobs in that area. Uh, obviously, Tennessee's had enormous success that speaks for itself. Uh, his name has been mentioned. Kyle Neptune, Villanova. 
Uh, again, more success as an assistant has ties to that area. Um, Dwayne Killings, uh, Marquette's had some success. Um, Stan Johnson's doing extremely well out of the Wojo tree. So his name's been mentioned. Uh, Brandon Knight, really good player at Pitt. Rutgers is having a really good season. And then uh, Tobin Anderson, kind of a, a outlier Division II coach in the local area, has had a ton of success. That uh, Those are some of the names that have been mentioned that I've heard. Yeah, those are great. That's a great list. I, I haven't heard anything on this. Uh, I'm just going to throw out two random names that I would, you know, be looking into. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Jim Ferry at Penn State. I don't think they'll go that route because it's another, you know, uh, you know, it's, he's in the same mold as Will Brown, you know, an older white, you know, white dude that's fiery. Uh, great coach, both of them. Uh, but obviously Jim had great success at LIU Brooklyn uh, before, before moving on from there. He's, He's proven he can win in that area. I'd be on the phone like right away with Kevin Sutton at Rhode Island. I think Kevin's big time. Uh, He's had great success as a head coach at various, you know, powerhouse nationally ranked high school programs. Um, And he's paid his dues, you know, at the division one level now for probably close to 15 years. Uh, I think, I think it's time for Kevin to get a chance, but again, that's not stuff that I'm hearing. That's just, you know, right. me throwing names out there. Yeah, and I kind of heard this comparison. Uh, this job, uh, and both these coaches are good, so I want to make sure this sounds right. Uh, so Scott Cross, the all-time winningest head coach at UT Arlington, kind of had a you know a time period where he left UT Arlington. And everybody's like, wait a minute, this guy's so successful, similar to what you're saying. Uh, but then the AD kind of wanted to hire the new flashy high major assistant, you know, coming from Texas Tech. Ogden's done a great job, got coach of the year right away. It seems like Albany kind of wants to go for that um, splash hire, the high major assistant that kind of has this resume. So we'll see what they do, but that's kind of what we're hearing. I don't like it, Brian. I don't know the situation. I'm just an outsider. Uh, (laughs) There's no telling what's going on there, but I don't like it. Uh, Will Brown did a heck of a job. I agree. I agree. And, and a lot of people, I'm from Texas, so a lot of people didn't like it when Scott Cross was let go. That was He was a beloved and did an enormously um, unbelievable job there. And now he's at Troy as the head coach. But uh, these things happen. I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot of things we don't like on here. <laughs> no question. No question. All right, what's next, Brian? Uh, uh, let's go Denver real quick. Let's go Denver. Uh, oh, you're switching kind of a- you're going out yeah. of order. You're switching me up. No problem. Go, I can, go, I can go, roll. Go, going out of order a little bit. Um, I'll let you kind of talk a little some of the names you've had. I want to throw this name out there. I've heard it just a little bit recently, uh, as recent as this morning and last night. Uh, but Carlin Hartman at Oklahoma uh, is a really, really respected guy from who he is as a person, right? As good as it gets. But he fits because Denver is uh, it's regarded as one of the top jobs in the league. Believe it or not, it's a top two or three job again, kind of like Albany. Uh, but he it is an academic school, which most people don't actually know that it has a pretty high academic standard. He's been at Rice. He's been at Columbia. Uh, you know, Lon Kruger's had a great, successful tree with Henson and uh, the late Lou Hill, who's phenomenal, uh, who, who's no longer with us. Uh, did a great job at UTRGV. So Carlin Hartman, I think, would be somebody who could go into Denver right away and recruit high academic JUCOs, could recruit high academic high school, could get some international. Because I think you have to be creative there to really be able to kind of keep that as a job that can be a competitive year in and year out. So without further ado, I'll pass it to you. Yeah, I don't know about it being the number two job in the league. Like I've been at Denver. I've played against Denver a few times. Um, right. And uh, so I know I know these publications put these lists out there, but like 
I strongly challenge that one. It's so, so on so on paper, a couple of things is supposedly good about it. recruiting bases, one of the best selling pros, facilities, their budget is really good. Their number I mean, two recruiting base, Colorado's not like a hotbed for mid-major talent. For that league, though, the recruiting bases in that league aren't great. This is again, this is just what they say. I'm not the one who made this. Their budget is 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 supposed to be number two in the league, and their buy games are supposed to be number one. So that gives you a chance to win if you have budget and you can get buy games. So anyway. For sure. Yeah. Budget and buy games is a big deal, but I, I still strongly challenge. I throw the challenge flag at the number two. Right. right. <laughs> uh, so they're last, just so you know, they're last in history and tradition, if that makes you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I feel good regardless. I've been there. <laughs> right. right. Uh, but yeah, the name, you know, the name that I've heard, uh, you know, floating around this one is our friend, Adam Cohen, associate head coach at Stanford. Yep. Um, you know, he'd be great. Obviously, he's been at high academic institutions his whole career from, you know, obviously Stanford, Vanderbilt, Harvard, uh, Rice. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and I just got a text, by the way, that Denver, they care only about hockey and lacrosse. So, someone else coming in and agreeing. I believe that. <laughs> but if you have money, though, most coaches, if you can pay your assistance and you have recruiting money and you have money in your budget, that's a huge part of And it's a great location. No doubt. Um, no so doubt. I think that's a huge part of what coaches care about, okay. whatever you work. We, we all know you live in Colorado and you're trying to pump it up. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, Adam Cohen would be great. If, if I'm the AD, I'm jumping on the phone with Larry Shiat, uh and trying to pull him out of retirement. I don't know that he would do it, uh, but obviously he's been super successful at Wyoming, which is just, just down the road, really. Um, and, shoot, get him for a couple years. I know he's been wanting to pass a program on to his son, Jeremy, who's fantastic. Um, you know, he can certainly come in and energize a program. Uh, again, I don't know if he'd do it or not, but uh, it'd be worth a phone call, wouldn't it? Yeah, no doubt. And I think, I mean, any of those guys, like, um, I don't know if they're going to try to go more with a head coach that's maybe proven at a little bit lower level, whether it's D2 or maybe a, another regional uh, school that's Division One that maybe not have – as many uh, things to offer if they're going to try to get a proven head coach or if they're going to go high major assistant kind of in that. Uh, it feels like they're going to probably go more high major assistant, but it'll be interesting to see what they do there. All right, let's bring in our guest, Brian. Why don't you uh, introduce? Yeah, yeah. Easy, 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 easy one to intro. Uh, Kevin Sweeney, Northwestern Wildcat, uh, College Basketball Central. Uh, there's not a whole lot this guy doesn't know. Uh, about college basketball, whether it's recruiting, job stuff, uh, winning games, history. Uh, he's definitely a wealth of knowledge. So, uh, And just recently joined the SI team, so we're excited to have uh, Kevin Sweeney in the building. Yeah, Kevin, welcome. I think I think you might be on mute. You're muted. I was muted, as always. The, the Zoom Kevin, call is not the fault of the year. At least you can't blame me this time. Kevin's my uh, teammate on co Coast to Coast on All Access. You can't blame me this time. No, not not, not your fault. It's just all on me. But, uh, <laughs> no, happy to be here. Crazy time of year. But uh, love, love talking about the business. So uh, let's dive in whatever you got for me. Uh, let's start off with Penn State. Let's jump right into the good stuff. Let's do it. Yeah, just um, anything you're hearing on Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I think, first off, I've heard they want to move quick, right? I mean, this is a situation where Pat Chambers, um, I don't remember the official wording, whether it was fired or, you know, asked to step down, resigned, whatever. It wasn't pretty regardless. Um, 
They had an interim deal for this year, and they have been pretty good. And they have some talent on the roster. Um, I believe, you know, there is a, you know, I, I think there's enough talent here, and I think the administration wants to do their best to keep that in the fold. So they're going to move quickly, uh, and they've already been doing some work behind the scenes throughout the season. Um, one name that I've heard a lot connected here is Micah Shrewsbury. Um, he's the associate head coach, I believe, at Purdue. Um, he's, he's definitely on painter staff, no matter what his job title is. Um, was also on staff at the Celtics under Brad Stevens. You know, really, you know, connected in that region, obviously. To have guys like Brad Stevens and Matt Painter in your corner really helps you um, when you're getting a job like this. You know, really sharp offensive mind coordinates their offense. So, um, you know, I think a guy who, obviously, it's a risk to go assistant to a, to a head coach at, at the high major level. You don't see it a lot. Obviously, some Duke guys have gotten it done, but it's a it's somewhat of a rare path. But you know, he's a guy that I'm definitely watching there, I think. I, I would I would say he's probably the favorite at this point. Obviously, a lot can change. Um, I think Dennis Gates is another name that I've heard relatively frequently uh, mentioned with this opening. Um, obviously, you know, very qualified. He's done an incredible job flipping Cleveland State. Like I don't think people remember that Cleveland State had like four scholarship players at like Peach Jam time two years ago, and now they're you know won the league this year and might go to the NCAA tournament. Like he has turned this thing around quick to get them some players right away. And uh, obviously you can really, really coach. So uh, those are, those are two names that really jump out. I think you'll hear um, Mark Schmidt, obviously then he'll get buzzed more for BC, but I think Penn state is a real option for him uh, as a guy who, um, you know, is, is relatively familiar with that region, you know, coached at Robert Morris before St. Bonaventure, um, you know, it's a good time for him to move up after winning the A-10 for the first time. Um, the probably an NCAA tournament team this year. Um, and, and again, a guy who can really, really coach. Um, and, and, you know, in, inheriting a good situation to a Penn State where there's some talent already there would be would be beneficial for him. Um, other names, you can see Saudi Washington potentially on the Michigan staff. He's due for a job. He could try to get in there. Um, a lot of, you know, mid-major names. I know Jeff Borzello floated uh, Travis DeCure from Montana, which is a little bit outside the box. But, you know, that's a guy who uh, I believe worked at Cal the same time Sandy Barber, the uh, AD at Penn State, worked at Cal. So there's a connection there. The guys like him, John Becker, et cetera, are all, you know, worthy of, of any job in that region consideration uh, for the jobs that they've done. But I think Shrewsbury and Dennis Gates are the two names we hear the most. Uh, do we want to switch to Fordham? Let's stay out east and, and talk a little bit about Fordham hoops. What are you hearing there, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, it's such a weird job, right? Like, it's, you know, the worst job in the A-10. They haven't won in forever. The last time, you know, they started to turn it around under Pecora, and they kind of cut them short too early. Um, you know, they lose Eric Paschal, and all of a sudden, you're just kind of stuck in a rut. Um, it, they've had so many transfers out. You know, the resources aren't great compared to the rest of the league. But at the same time, I continue to hear really strong interest in this job from mid-major coaches in the Northeast, you know, sitting head coaches who want that job. Um, because, A, you know, it's the A-10. B, you know, it pays well. And C, like, if you turn this thing around, like, if you were the one who – you don't even have to get Fordham to the NCAA tournament. Like, you get Fordham to, you know, mid-pack the A-10. People are going to act like you're, you're God, you know. It's, it, it would be an unbelievable turnaround. So, Shaheen Holloway and Jerry Grosso are the two names that will buzz the most for sure. Shaheen Holloway – um, coming from St. Peter's has done an incredible job there. Um, worked for Kevin Willard at Seton Hall. Um, also would be worth watching Grasso, who was actually the interim head coach at uh, Fordham for a year. Um, obviously was, was a huge part of the Iona staffs with Tim Kloos that won so many Mac titles and now is really 
revamp Bryant's program and turn them into a, an NBC power really quickly. So those are two big names, but I think Matt Langle um, from Colgate is a guy you could watch. Car Massarella at Siena could get in the mix if you wanted it. I think he'd probably stay at Siena, but you know, a guy who could get in there, you know, you could see some assistance as well. Like Kyle Neptune from Villanova would be an attractive candidate. And then keep an eye out, you know, this there, from what I understand, you know, their, their search firm likes to take some big swings. So, you know, there've been some, there's been some floating around. Okay. Well, maybe they could, you know, swing at Steve Lavin or Fran Fraschilla, two guys who've been in, you know, now on TV, but have, you know, been in the city and, and coached at big programs in the city, both, both former St. John's coaches, Fraschilla won big in Manhattan. You know, I don't, I don't think that's the route they'll wind up going, but you know, it's, it's at least worth monitoring as something that could, could transpire beyond just the traditional names you're going to hear there. Yeah. A couple other names that I've heard that I'll just throw into the mix as well. Both from the St. John staff, actually, Van Macon and Steve DeMeo. Yeah. Uh, Coach DeMeo obviously is a New York guy that has had tons of success uh, as a head coach at the junior college level at Northwest Florida, at Monroe Community College. Um, he's helped turn that St. John's program around, as well as Van Macon, who's also on that staff, also a New York guy from Queens, uh, who spent time in the A10 at St. Louis when uh, Travis Ford you know, I think first got there and got that program established. So uh, two more names I can throw into the hat there. I'll just toss in one more name. He probably should get more look than he's going to get. Uh, Rob Jones at Norfolk State, you know, a guy who is from New York City. He's done an incredible job there, wins big every year. Um, you know, you, you, I think at Fordham, you need a guy who's understood how to win at a tough place, right? And that's why I think Shaheen Holloway makes a lot of sense because he's won at St. Peter's. It's a really tough place to win. Rob Jones, you know, he – he knows how to grind and build something up, right? And this is this is not going to be an easy rebuild for him. Uh, and, and so I think for that reason, he'd be a guy that I, I would consider there, uh, without a doubt. And obviously, a New York City guy who it would mean a lot to him to get a job like that. So, um, yeah, that would that be another name I toss out there. Good stuff. Um, all right, tell us about you're in Chicago, right? You're in Illinois, right? So let's let's move there and talk about Northern Illinois. I've heard they're they're. Uh, in their final round of interviews and something will pop here shortly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they will be ready to go pretty quick here. I mean, there's a reason they moved early, right? I mean, they're coached in the last year's contract. There've been a lot of coaches in the last year, their contract they've coached out the year. Uh, NIU didn't let Mark Montgomery do that, which makes you think they wanted to get started. And, um, you know, a couple, you know, a name I, I was, I, I heard mentioned was, uh, was, uh, Ryan Humphrey, Notre Dame. I don't think he wants to be the guy who gets the job, but I heard he was in the mix. Um, Here's a name I would go after. Uh, it would be Chin Coleman from Illinois, you know, coming off a great year, you know, tied to the region, you know, similar to what Rob Jeter and staff have done at Western Illinois, where they're able to bring in a lot of Chicago kids. I think Chin Coleman could do a similar thing and bring some kids in from, from Chicago high schools and, and play at NIU, which would be very appealing to, you know, an NIU administration. Um, it's not, you know, it is in Chicago. Like it is, it's definitely not, you know, no, not n- nowhere close to being in Chicago and people, you know, it is kind of the middle of nowhere and it's not an easy job, quite frankly. The Mac is a really good league and NIU doesn't have great resources, but at the same time, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of high major assistants, guys like Jim Coleman, like Armand Gates from Nebraska, who's on the, uh, who's a Chicago guy. I mean, those, those guys I think would be pretty appealing for, for a place like NIU. Brian, you got any other names for NIU? Yeah, I love I love the Shane Coleman one. Um, just because he is a Chicago guy. Uh definitely love the idea of, you know, getting a high major assistant that kind of knows he was at UIC, had success there too, and uh has done a great job. And 
you know, I think you, I think this is a different one of those jobs that you need somebody who's going to be able to roll the sleeves up and be able to grind and kind of be innovative, but uh, be able to get some really good recruits in there to kind of make it exciting again. So I think uh, similar to what I'll take from uh, LMU, Stan Johnson has done uh, kind of being in that Marquette private school, went to LMU and has provided some energy around that program. I think Chan would do a great job doing the same with Northern Illinois. So I'd I stick with that or going with the Gates brothers since uh, since uh, Dennis is so hot, we'll, we'll stick with Armand. He could be great too. Yeah, I think um, – wait, did you say Dennis Gates for Northern Illinois? No, his brother, his brother. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I just – because I was going to say, Cleveland State's probably a better situation, especially the way it is now. Um, yeah, I I haven't heard a ton here. Um, just two guys that I'd take a stab at, Cornell Mann uh, at Missouri, who's, who's uh, Mr. Michigan, right, and, and right there on the border. Uh, he'd be fantastic. Uh, obviously, Missouri's having a great year this season. Not that that matters. I know it does to ADs, I guess, in the press. Yeah, timing, timing matters. Isn't that stupid, though? You can have, like, a great 20-year career, and then, like, the year you need to have a good year, you you win 10 games, and all of a sudden – anyways. Um, and then uh, I, I doubt they would do this, but, like, I'd be on the phone with Jim Christian. Uh, he's won yep. a lot in the MAC uh, at two different programs. Uh, and obviously he's out of a job. I don't know that he'd do it. I think Northern Illinois is probably one of the lower tier jobs in that conference. So uh, yep. he's been at the upper echelon of that conference uh, and has done very well. But shoot, I, I would I, that would be a home run if I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't rule that out. Quite frankly, I know they I, I, I can't I can't say a name, but I know they back channeled another former high major coach. I don't. It's not going to happen. But you know they 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 they, they were they were interested in in a kind of similar mold type hire. Um, and yeah, I, I could see them being interested in Jim Christian. Jim Christian's a ball coach. Like he wants, he wants to be out there and coach. And so it wouldn't, it wouldn't stun me. I mean, I think maybe he would want a better Mac job. Maybe not, maybe it's not the way they go, but you know, if you could pull a Jim Christian, why not? I mean, that's, that would be a heck of a hire. Yeah. I think that's kind of one, one of those, uh, as guys are in the free agent coaching portal, so to speak, them sneaking into some of these jobs because they're not usually the guys that are mentioned. And, you know, I, I can think of Rick Barnes when he lost his job at Texas and got hired in Tennessee. We see how that's worked out. There's been plenty of others, but uh, definitely those guys that maybe are in that portal that uh, may not be in there long would be great hires. But before we let you go, Kevin, I wanted to break your brain on Portland. I know we've yes, talked sir. a little bit about it. Um, I've heard David Patrick, who I think would be a, a innovative. Portland's got probably regarded as one of the worst jobs in that league. Um, but you need somebody who's creative. Right. These these job rank Portland the worst job in the league. They're is regarded as that. His rep, his reputation. It's, it's tough to walk like, into right now. It's it, like even so bad. And I say worst. To be honest, specific is usually regarded as the worst. But Damon Stoudemire has changed that perception. Portland's right there with it at the bottom. It's a pretty good league. I'm sure you knew that, Adam. But it is. It is. Uh, but uh, David Patrick, I think, would be great. He's already proven he can win as a head coach. Uh, so many ties to. Australia, he's as good a recruiter as there is. Uh, I think he would just be able to do an outstanding job of just bringing life and energy. And, um, yeah, he's a heck of a coach. So I think he's one name that uh, would be one to look at. But I know there's many others. Uh, but the, to me, the David Patrick makes sense because he's not just going to recruit that area. I think people talk about, like, we need a guy who's from the this Pacific Northwest. It's like 
I mean, you're not getting the best players in Pacific Northwest there. <laughs> They're going to Gonzaga or Pac-12 or wherever. So I think you have to get somebody who's going to be willing to grind, roll the sleeves up, be creative, recruit JUCO, international, wherever, and, and just get it done. So to me, he fits. Yeah, I mean, the one name that I'll throw out there that I think is a very likely candidate here is Shantae Lagans from uh, Eastern Washington. Is step up in league. Uh, Eastern Washington's fund, you know, budget isn't huge. You know, it'd be a step up there as well. Uh, this guy who's won big there, you know, coming off the Hayford era, he's kept it going. Uh, and, you know, also has recruited, you know, a, a variety of guys. You know, they've recruited in the Pacific Northwest some guys that are, you know, under the radar, you know, kids from Spokane, kids from California, Oregon, et cetera. They also, you know, went to Australia, took a couple kids from there, went to Canada and got a kid from there. So they've had, they've, they've, they've been able to recruit, you know, the way that I think you need to recruit in a place like Portland, where it's really good offense. I'm trying to pull their Ken Palm numbers right now, but I think, I think at one point last year they were like top 100 in offense in Ken Palm. Let's see uh, if I can find it. Uh, yeah, they're 66 right now in Ken Palm offense. You know, they, they run really good stuff and you know fire away from deep. So I mean, I think they play fast, which would be appealing as well. I mean, I think you know to get a sitting head coach with experience, especially after you know a guy who had pretty much no experience when they hired him in Porter. I think right would be really logical, and uh, he's a guy that I would definitely be looking out for there. Obviously, some assistants like Carlin Hardman would be an interesting guy to call there. Um, Adam Cohen would be another really good guy to call there, but I think I think Shante would be a really good fit, and I, probably, I would say probably the favorite for this job at this point. So I'm cu- I'm curious before I let Adam jump in, Travis DeCure you mentioned for I believe it was uh, Penn State, was Fordham, Penn State. So yeah. he's probably had the most success in that conference. Would he fit as well as a guy like Liggins? I know Liggins is hot now, but I'm curious if you thought Travis they're not having as good of a year as. Maybe they hope to. Uh, I'm just curious. With as much as he's won in that conference and in that region. I mean, I, I think Montana is a lot better job than EWU. So I think it's that's one of the things you, you keep play. It doesn't mean that he wouldn't take it. Like, Travis has been in the mix for a bunch of different jobs. Like, got his name thrown on Evansville a couple years ago. Um, but Evansville, I mean, Valley Jazz Pay. Like, I don't know. I, I think I think it's possible. I think it doesn't help. You know, you're coming off a tough year. Like, they've had a tough year this year compared to what they've done in the past. Right. Um, I, I, I would guess this isn't the job for him, but I mean, if, if they, if they could get him, I mean, I would, you know, I'd, you know, I'd walk over there and sign him myself. You know, I'd be a, I'd be a dynamite hire if you're Portland. Yeah, I agree. Like it's hard because Montana is top two jobs according yeah. to Adam Gordon uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the big sky. So it's just hard to leave that. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're, you know, the top dog in your conference, it's really hard to walk away from that. Um, Especially for something like, you know, a job like Portland, which does is challenging. Although I do want to shout out Eric Ravino at Georgia Tech, who who did a great job as a head coach of Portland and proved that you can win uh, consistently there and at a high level. Um, But obviously you're in the West Coast Conference. You know, you're going up against Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Um, One thing I've heard their AD, uh, you know, is interested in hiring a small college head coach. Uh, something yep. he did on the women's side last year. Uh, yep. He hired a Division II coach who had a lot of success and instantly turned that program around. Uh, so I've heard that, you know, from the beginning that that was something he was interested in. And two names that have popped up, uh, Jim Shaw uh, completely fits that bill and on paper seems like a home run. I don't know Jim Shaw at all, uh, but yep. he's an assistant at Washington State. Um, this dude's won everywhere. Before Washington State, he got there in nineteen. He was at Western Oregon for four years, uh, got him to number one in the country. They were 102 and 30 
Uh, they went to the Final Four. He's, he had a ton of success. Before that was at St. Mary's uh, and won there with Randy Bennett. Before that, he was at Washington where he won five Pac-12 championships with Romar when they were rolling. Uh, he was at Oklahoma with Calvin Sampson. Yep. Won three Big 12 titles. Won a Pac-12 title at Oregon State. Who wins a Pac-12 title at Oregon State? Uh, and he was at Portland back in the 90s, I guess, in their in their heyday. They had a really good run there. So Jim Shaw seems like a great fit on paper. Uh, another guy on that D2 mold, uh, Matt Loggy. Uh, is it Loggy yep. or Logie? You guys know that? I've uh, heard that name. I've heard that name, surprisingly, too. Apologies to Matt for butchering your name uh, <laughs> on national television here. Uh, but – He's the head coach at Point Loma, um, and he's done. He's been extremely successful there. Uh, before that, he was at Whitworth for eight years, where he won six conference championships, uh, seven NCAA tournaments. So, um, so yeah, Matt. Yeah, Logie, with him. Yeah, Matt Logie. Logie. I just got a text. It's Logie. Sorry, yeah. Matt. Here's uh, a good selling point with him: is he is the guy who recruited CJ McCollum to Lehigh. Yes, that's right. Which is a really nice sell in Portland right now. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, I, was, I was actually just about to say that. I like that you're on your game right there, Kevin. I know. I'm, that's <laughs> I'm always there, baby. <laughs> a couple other names that I've heard that I'll just mention as well. Danny Sprinkle, head coach of Montana State, uh, and Scott Goose Carson uh, at Santa Clara. So both of those guys are fantastic. And, um, you know, the one thing with this Portland search, and, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I will, like the AD keeps giving updates in the paper about like what's going on with the search. Anytime that happens, like it just makes me nervous. He also mentioned that he had a list of 30 people that he was like interviewing or calling. And that's a lot. So it just makes me nervous. I wish them the best. I'm sure he's got it under control. And I mean, the names we've mentioned are all great, Um, but yeah, it's just weird to see that stuff in the paper. Right. I mean, hey, if you can, I think the thing is, like, if you can get newspaper buzz in Portland as, you know, you Portland basketball, you got to do it, right? Like, I mean, that, that that's probably what it is, honestly. It's like, we can create some buzz, but, like, yeah. Of that's the media cool guy likes it. About your search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no question. No question. Well, Kevin, hey, man, this has been fun. I really enjoy you uh, hanging out with us today. Uh, you're welcome to stick around uh, if you want. Um, but, uh yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. We appreciate you being on the first episode. Of yeah, the man, it was fun. Yeah, uh, how about we uh, do some other time, another week? We'll uh, we'll get me back on and I'll give some updates when I'm here. Keep awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, All right, guys. All right, Kevin Sweeney from College Basketball Central and Sports Illustrated just got the promotion. So congrats to Kevin. Great insight. He is Brian. He's on it. I threw out a curveball and he was right there. (laughs) That's what he does. That's what he does. I think he kind of like sits at his laptop more or less all day long or his phone and he's just always on it. His motor runs high. That's why he's good at what he does. Um, What's next? Should we talk uh, New Mexico, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk New Mexico. Um, I I can let you lead this one and then I'll kind of jump in from there. Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know much the one you know I've I've heard a few names float around I don't know you know how much you know truth there is to it but uh but uh Cody Topper is a guy who's really highly respected uh he's got ties to the school I think his his brother played there yeah I think his brother maybe his mom or dad too um so he'd be I mean he's fantastic one of the sharpest dudes in the game but 
Um, what about you? Who have you heard? I like that name. I, I don't know that this is the one for Cody to get, but I love the fact that uh, uh, his name's starting to get out there for head coaching. He was obviously a G League head coach, um, doing a great job at Memphis. He'll be a great head coach when his time comes. So the New Mexico one, the 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 biggest rumor is usually Frank Martin, right, which Frank Martin has a job. So I'll say it only because I believe Frank Martin's going to stay, but people love talking about that. Well, he has ties to the AD. Um Damon Stoudemire is a name that's been mentioned. Obviously, Dame would be fantastic. Uh, he's probably done as much as you can do uh, as far as winning at a place like Pacific that is almost an impossible job. And when he inherited, was on probation and had all these different limitations and things that they had to go up against and just done an unbelievable job and obviously was an elite-level NBA player and is a great guy. Um, Tim Miles is a name that, that people talk about a lot, had a lot of success at Colorado State. Uh, has been out of it this year and last year. Um, did a, did a good job in Nebraska. Did you know they had high expectations? Uh, but he would be. He's going to win wherever he goes. I don't know if this is the one for him or if this is the the, the fit. But his name's been mentioned a lot, and it seems like one that could make sense. A um, couple of dark horses from the Southland Conference. Uh, Kyle Keller's name's been mentioned. He's had great success. They beat Duke last year. He's got an NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, Joe Golding. Uh, has been a guy who has been mentioned actually by Kevin quite a bit as a guy who uh, makes sense from a just a coaching standpoint and just being able to make that next jump. Uh, the 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 real scoop I got this morning and late last night was that it sounds like the AD is really leaning going to lean on Billy Donovan because of their relationship. Uh, has two two guys on staff that are connected to Billy Donovan and Scott Pageant and their other assistant um, who was at um, Eastern. Kentucky at one point in time. So those guys are tied to Billy D as well, it sounds like. And it just sounds like that there may be uh, someone that he would be close to or that he would prefer to have in that position that the head, the AD may be leaning on. So I have heard of a high major head coach that's currently in a job. I won't speak on the name. Maybe the one sliding over to get that job. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. Domexico is regarded as a top two or three jobs uh, in that league has an enormous tradition, facilities, fan base, you name it. So uh, definitely a place where you could get it going. I think you may have even mentioned uh, a former New Mexico guy and Marvin Menzies as well. I mean, not that I've heard that name, but that's who I would go after. I mean, Marvin Menzies had such a dominant run at New Mexico state. Um, and honestly got a raw deal at UNLV, did it end in controversy or something? Because he was only there three years, and yeah, he won a decent amount. Like, not that he was in, he wasn't killing it, but he had a twenty one season in there. I don't remember hard, what happened. Hard job, UNLV. Yeah. Hard job. Yeah, UNLV's hard. I don't remember. Maybe there was something. I don't think there was though. Um, but Marvin Menzies is a guy that I'd I'd be calling up uh, and trying to get over there. Uh, I, I think the names that you all mentioned make perfect sense. I like all those guys, uh, especially the Southland coaches. Those guys would both, both be great there. Yeah. They're making that move to the whack. And so that's appealing to them. But uh, yeah, I, I, the part about New Mexico that's a little different is, you know, they didn't get to play games in their home gym this year. They kind of had to play out of state because of the government stuff. And um, you know, there's some stuff about maybe there's some financial they're not quite the same position they've been, but regardless, New Mexico is a really good job. Whoever gets it is going to have a, a great opportunity to do some great things in that league because it's just it's got such a great tradition in their fan base and 
the way they love basketball, even being at UTEP and being at Fresno and playing against those guys. I mean, New Mexico is a heck of a job. So uh, whoever gets it is going to be in a good position to do some good things. Brian, is that all the B1 jobs open? I think it might be. I think it might be. I, I don't know. Did I get my Did I get my Texas State rent yet? I don't think I did. No, you didn't. Talk to us about Texas State. So, so I think that the whole basketball world is excited for Isaac Brown, right? Uh, he got named full head coach, got a five-year contract. Anytime you're interim, it's extremely hard. We talk about getting fired is hard in this business. Uh, anytime you get interim tag, it's extremely hard to win because your players – where are they with you? Are they not with you? Are they thinking about whatever it may be? There's all these stuff around it. Every day you're trying to figure out, am I going to get the job? And to win a championship under those circumstances, and you're moving from assistant to head coach, which is really hard to do. So credit to Isaac Brown. They went first. They did what they should have done. He got the full-time head coaching position, took off the interim tag. Texas State is now Sun Belt champions. Um, it's the first championship they won, I believe, in 22 years. They're 12 and three in league. Terrence Johnson was already regarded as one of the top assistants in the league, has done an unbelievable job. Uh, and we talked about this when, when we, me and him talked just the other day. They lost to an NAI early in the year. And it's like, OK, this guy's not going to get the job done. He's not the guy. And then to rally those guys to win a Sunbelt championship when you have great coaches in that league and you're picked fifth. I just think it, they should hire him. It should be done. Uh, whether they do anything else this season or not, he needs to be the head coach. He's a loved guy in the state, and everyone's behind him. So had to give my spiel. T.J. Johnson needs to get hired, like, by Monday. No, no brainer. No, I don't even know. No, no brainer. No brainer. No brainer. No brainer. Yeah, get, get it done. Okay, we got a few more minutes here. We want to talk a little small college hoops. We're certainly not yeah. elitists over here. Uh, so – Let's mix in, you know, some small college stuff. Probably the best yeah. small college job open uh, and arguably one of the best junior college jobs in the country is Northwest yep. Florida State. Butch Pierre yep. stepped down, uh, citing family issues. Um, it's a it's a great job in a great, challenging league in the panhandle. Um, yep. Certainly, you know, on paper, the guy that you got to think is the first look is Jake Williams, uh, the head coach at Dodge City. He's done a, He's done a really good job there. Uh, in his first year, but before that, took USC Salkahatchee. Let me say that again: took USC Salkahatchee. <laughs> Nobody does that. Um, he had a super successful run there. Uh, I think in his, I think maybe three, four years at Salkahatchee, um, winning twenty-five plus games. Yeah, uh, really impressive. And obviously, he was an assistant at Northwest Florida uh, under Steve DeMeo. Uh, you got to think they'll be calling Steve and, and picking his brain for for who's next. But a, a couple other guys uh, that you know I would think uh, would be up for it or, or would be wise to to reach out to Tim Ryan, uh, obviously the uh, Hall of Famer who was at College of Central Florida before they had to shut down their program. Uh, he's now coaching in Mississippi. Uh, just got there this past year, uh, but I'm sure he you know a job like Northwest Florida, you got to think. Uh, that'd be something, you know, anyone would jump at that chance. And then another guy, uh, Jeremy Schulman, what he's done at Eastern Florida, uh, turning that into a national powerhouse. That was never, right. you know, that was, a, that was a good program, but it was never at that national level. Right. Uh, he's done there uh, over a long 10 years. been super impressive. And, and they've started to cut budget. Um, you know, they, they lost an assistant coach position last year. Uh, I think they lost – 
some funding in other areas. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but uh, you know, look for him to possibly you know make that jump as well. Yeah, I don't know all the guys you mentioned. I just know uh, Jeremy Showman, like you said, has just really done. Uh, anyone that knows JUCO basketball, anyone that knows Florida JUCO basketball, um, he's done as incredible of a job as anyone in the country uh, here in recent years. Uh, almost won a national championship at College of Eastern Florida. Uh, so to me, he would be the first call if I'm the AD just because he's already been right there and had enormous success at a place that doesn't have all the resources and tradition that uh, Northwest Florida does. So uh, for me personally, I would say uh, he's got to be a guy that's, you know, to me should be his job to turn down almost uh, just because he's been that good in my opinion. And, and that's what Northwest Florida wants to do. They want to, they want to be able to uh, win national championships. That's what they've, uh, kind of their tradition and they want to be one of the best in the country. So to me, you just go on, you know, right down the, right down the state lines and pick up, uh, pick up the phone, call them off from the job. Let's get it done. Uh, what about Oklahoma city university? One, one of the historically best yeah. powerhouses in the country. Uh, what are you hearing for that one, Brian? Yeah, actually uh, I was able to connect um, on a f- couple phone calls on this. Uh, it's it's not what it's been, uh, unfortunately, the perception. So a lot of Division One guys are already calling coaches in that league to kind of try to figure out what they need to do, who they need to talk to. Um, so it's definitely still got the same buzz from the Division One ranks of guys that, uh, and I'm sure there's probably others, but guys as high as Division One assistants still have interest. Uh, but two years in a row, they have let the coach go middle of the season. Uh, so that doesn't really give you a lot of excitement to say, I want to follow that. Uh, for different reasons, uh, I, I won't get into all that, but it's happened two years in a row. They've had four head coaches in three years, which is also not um, not a great sign of uh, the same tradition that they once had, winning championships. And uh, they do not have a full-time assistant, it sounds like, so that's different. They've cut some budget, and it sounds like they may even have less scholarships than they normally have had. So Still a, a really competitive league, probably maybe arguably the best NAI league in the country. Uh, a lot of top 25 programs in that league. So it's not easy on that sense, but something there is not quite as great as it's been, but still another job that I'm sure, guys, if if you get in there, the last coach that's really had success, Vinay Patel, got in there, rolled his sleeves up. He was a grinder, went on and got a Division two job, and he's doing well there too. So uh, it can be done there still. It's just – not quite uh, the, the the sexy job that it once was. Yeah, and uh, their AD, Jim Abbott, uh, is a legend. He's a Hall of Famer, um, so I have no doubt that he'll he'll make a great hire um, with that job and get it back on track. Um, I don't think they've had a huge dip in the win column, I don't think. Have they? Like, yeah, even they have three years, they've still won, haven't they? I could be wrong on that. Yeah, they haven't really won the same way just because they've kind of had, again, all this – and four coaches in three years. You got guys that are getting let go in the middle of the season. Yeah. There's just been a lot of stuff going on there. And it's not a knock to the school or the AD or anything like that. It's just for whatever reason, that's just what it's been. So uh, they definitely probably want to get somebody there who's going to be able to get some stability and get it back nationally ranked where they, where they have been prior. All right, what else do we got, Brian? Uh, yeah, uh, you, mentioned the, you, you, you got a Clayton State uh, that you wanted to maybe mention. I don't know as much about that job. I know it's an open job that people have even reached out to me already about to just see 
what's going on around it. Do you know anything around it? Um, this job is a pretty good job. So uh, I don't know a lot about the job. I just know that it's one that people are buzzing about because it's one of the early ones that's open. And it sounds like it's a job people think you can win it. Yeah, and it is a good job. It's in a very good conference. Um, but, you know, it's there in Georgia. Um, they have had success in the past. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of attractive things about it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have any scoop or breaking news for you. Um, right. Like who's involved or anything like that. Um, but I do think they'll get somebody great in there, um, whether that's, you know, a Division One assistant, uh, a sitting head coach uh, at the Division Two level. Um, I mean, it's a it's a good opportunity. The Peach Belt, like I said, one of the better Division Two leagues in the country. Um, right. Which comes with its challenges for sure. But uh, right. we'll, definitely will be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I've I've gotten hit up about that one too. I don't know why people think I got I got better. <laughs> but people be like, hey, what's going on? Like, how do I? I'm like, I don't know, man. Apply online. Uh, <laughs> But it'll be interesting to see what happens there for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, any other jobs that you guys want to talk about as you guys listen? I know this is our first one. We're getting used to how this thing goes. But um, reach out to us throughout the week. We'll be doing this every Thursday. Um, yep. And obviously every every Thursday this time of year. We're going to have 15 new jobs to talk about. <laughs> it's going to be bananas. It's going to yeah. be bananas. The carousel doesn't stop. Yeah, and I just got a text right before we went on air. Uh, I'm not going to say the specific school because, again, we don't talk about the hot seat or anything like that. But right. her, there may be a change at a Power Five today, uh, so at a big one. Uh, so we'll see if that actually happens or not. Uh, if it does, we'll be we'll be talking about it next week on the air. Um, and again, there's 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 going to be a lot more. There's also a lot more starting to pop open on the women's side. So we'll yeah. be diving into those. Uh, as as the carousel begins to spin a little bit faster here uh, in the month of March. Yeah, kind of just uh, uh, I had some numbers before, but I think last year was a slower year because of the pandemic. Uh, on average, there's about between 50 and 60 jobs. Division one head jobs are usually open per offseason. Um, I think right in the middle, middle 50s. Uh, I would imagine I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's going to be a makeup for last year, but I would imagine it's going to be closer to the average and people are going to be more willing to uh, figure out how to be creative to get the people in they want to have because college basketball is continuing to go. The NCAA term is going, whether the pandemic stays, goes, whatever. It seems like people are going to make decisions based on what may be best for their institution. And even though finances may be tied into it, it just seems like it's still going to get to that 50 range because like a lot of things, once people see other schools doing it, it kind of becomes, oh, well, you guys are getting rid of your coach or you guys are changing coaches or you guys are deciding to make that hard decision. Well, maybe we can do ours after all. So uh, I think it's going to be one of those kind of off seasons, me personally. Um, yeah, it's an interesting deal, right? Because, you know, if you make a move in this off season, you're judging someone, you know, if it's something that has been like years coming. Uh, right that everybody expects to happen. Like, you know, uh, no disrespect to this program, but like Jeff Neubauer getting let go at Fordham was not a shock. You know, that was one that, you know, it's been years, you know, in the, in the making. Uh, but to let, so unless it's an obvious deal, it's hard to judge someone off a of COVID year. This season has been yeah. unreal. 
Yeah, it's the hardest, probably the hardest college basketball season that we will ever see, right? Because it's all this unknown. Uh, the first time we've ever had to do the, all these protocols and testing and canceling your games and uh, freestyle scheduling of like, hey, we got to go on pause for this long. I mean, all this is probably the hardest mental year. However, like you said, I think there's a lot of people that maybe got a pass that maybe could have lost jobs or could have made a change last offseason that didn't. And then you get that extension of like, OK, let's see what they do this year. But like a lot of schools, they don't they don't necessarily want to stay in a certain position of not winning the way they hope to for very long because they think they, they're looking at everybody else that may be having success. And I think that's the hardest part about coaching during this time is like they, they don't they're giving out some passes. But at the end of the day, it's such a bottom line business, man. People, these organizations, these schools, these the money that's being put in, they just they want to see a winner or they want to see their competitive side that they hope to see. So. No question. No question. The other thing we'll get into on this show um, as the carousel, I keep bringing it back, as the carousel begins to spin t- faster, uh, like uh, some assistant coaching movement. We'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into what jobs. I mean, that's the thing that I hated uh, when I was coaching Brian is like, yeah. dang, like you feel like you're working with Secret Service trying to figure out what jobs are actually open to even right. know what to go after. Uh, right. So hopefully we can solve that problem a little bit. Um, we can share that info and I get it when you're in it, you're trying to keep that stuff secret to give yourself an edge, uh, right. and protect your reputation. But like I said, at the beginning, me and Brian don't coach anymore. So we can, we can <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And I guess they can't really fire us here. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the hard part about the business is, uh, so much information, so much different buzz. It's like, where do you go to get, more scoop of, you know, just a little bit of a heads up so you can kind of chase the dominoes because it's usually not what you're going to hear on this sh- this podcast or what you read on a blog. It's usually the domino that that affects that you're going to try to get ahead of, right? Like a lot of times by the time it hits certain things, it's like it's already happened. So mm-hmm. you got to be able to chase the dominoes. Of, okay, that guy's leaving here so I can connect to here. And, you know, that that is that is the carousel. Absolutely right. Well, Brian, man, I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun talking. We got, one, we got one in the books, man. We got one in the books. Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, like we said, we want this to be interactive. We love the comments that we got today, uh, both on the private line via text uh, and a few that poured in on social media. Um, hope you guys will join us. We'll be here all off season Thursdays at 12 Eastern. Uh, so grab your lunch. If you're on the East coast, if you're on the West Coast, get another cup of coffee uh, and uh, and witness witness the carousel unfold. No doubt. And then, and if they don't see it live, where else can they see it? Right, YouTube. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, podcast. I let you. I let you plug that. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you miss the live stream, no problem. Uh, if you don't, if you don't want to watch it, if you're driving, you want to listen to it in the car. Uh, all of this will be released via podcast on Spotify, iTunes, all the major podcast providers so just search the carousel make sure you subscribe uh leave us a review five stars only please uh, <laughs> and uh and yeah we we appreciate you guys time and uh willingness to jump on this journey with us yeah I'll see you guys next week yep uh final thing uh if you visit again just just one last plug here for lucio sports uh if you sign up for rising coaches membership now uh, it's $120 a year to become a member. 
uh, and you will with that with that uh, membership, you will receive uh, free access to Lucio Sports products, including their virtual playbook, um, the ability to animate plays, uh, their sessions app, which allows you to log uh, and chart player development. Really some great tools. So check it out, luciosports.com, and sign up at risingcoaches.com for a membership and your free license. Thanks, everybody.